Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Hey everyone, it's Jack, and I just want to let you know we're doing something a little bit different today. And I, I know, I know how often do I say we're doing something just a little bit different, but this is something that I've been working towards for a long time. Now, this is the audio from a video I put on YouTube. And before you just hang up the phone, before you throw away your, your speakers or do whatever you're going to do in a much too overblown reaction, come on, just give it a chance. When I was making the cardboard cutouts video series where I give three recommendations on a given topic, I specifically thought about how do I make this a video that could be consumed entirely in audio form, that it's not reliant on the pictures. In some ways I succeeded, in some ways I didn't, but I think this audio is still relevant. It still gives you insight on a game. It's still our opinions on a game. I'm still going to have on this feed narrated written reviews just like we've had in the past. I'll still have guests come on. And if you like it, great. Let us know. If you hate it, then also let us know. I want this to be something that's useful and entertaining and fun uh, and enjoyable to you, the listener. So your feedback is important. You can let us know by email, cardboardherald.gmail.com, or better yet, if you want to yell at us in real time, just do it on Twitter, at Cardboard Herald. Uh, and if you like this, if you're interested in it, and you just want to watch it in video format, then of course, go to our YouTube channel. We got all kinds of stuff on there. We're doing video reviews. We're doing these cardboard cutout series. We're doing actually a lot of really cool stuff that I found out that I really enjoy. And it all started here with this video that you're only getting the audio of because I don't know, that's something that I'm doing now. But uh, lastly, as always, I'm going to talk about the making of this and my exposure to video and everything on the outro. So I'll talk to you there for now. Enjoy the first episode of Cardboard Cutouts, three great games beyond Catan. Jack from the Cardboard Herald here. Rob and Juno asks, hey, what are some games that I can play when I'm kind of beyond Catan? Well, that's a great question because why are you beyond Catan? Is it that you love it, but you're looking for a little bit more or maybe you're just looking for something entirely different? I can't think of a perfect list of games that are going to work for everyone here, but I can think of some good follow-ups that if Catan has been your main entry point into board gaming and you need just to explore, here are three great options and some reasons why I think you should check them out. The first game I'm going to recommend is Pandemic, designed by Matt Leacock. This is the number one game that people tend to think about when they think about cooperative games, and for good reason. It's not the first cooperative game, but it is probably the most approachable, certainly the most monumental game that popularized the entire genre in this hobby. There are a couple reasons why. First off, it has an incredibly approachable theme. You and your friends are trying to fight diseases that are ravaging the globe. You'll globetrot around treating these diseases in individual cities while simultaneously working 
to find a cure before the clock runs out and the world is doomed. One of the reasons why I think that you should check this out is that maybe you've had the robber put on you too many times, or maybe you have some friends that you want to play board games, but they're kind of leery about the whole looking like an idiot because they lose type of thing. Well, first off, you should try to convince them that it's about playing and having fun and not always about winning and that losing is okay too. That's totally cool. But in pandemic, it's just as much fun to lose as it is to win because you and your friends get to work together. You get to strategize together. You get to face off against the board together and you get to celebrate in your victory together. It is very very satisfying to win a game of Pandemic, especially when you're just teetering on the edge of losing. It has a lot of great content that's come out after it in order to support it, and it is by far one of the most approachable games that you can use to move beyond Catan into a whole new genre or to use as its own style of gateway game for friends who weren't otherwise into board games. The second recommendation that I'm going to make is for Kingdom Builder. Now, Kingdom Builder is still one of my favorite games in my collection. If you like putting houses onto a board, little tiny wooden houses, onto little tiny hex grids and getting points for them, well, then this is kind of up your alley. There's several different terrain types. Yeah, that sounds like Catan so far. I already mentioned the hexes. I already mentioned the little houses. And you know what? You get points for those little settlements. That seems somewhat familiar, right? Except that this game completely subverts everything else that you'd expect out of Catan because you are getting points in crazy ways and you are meaningfully putting many, 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 many houses on the board you got like 40 of them every game see the way it works is that on your turn you get one just one card depicting a terrain type and you must put three settlements on to terrain that matches your card the trick is and the thing that drives the entire game is that it must be adjacent if possible which creates really interesting situations where you are trying to make sure that you are not adjacent so that way you can spread across the board like so many dandelion seeds. The reason why you might want to do that is because at the beginning of the game, before anything else starts, you draw three scoring conditioned cards and each of them have a different way that your settlements will score points. Maybe your settlements score one point if they are next to a mountain or water. Or maybe they'll score points if they connect two special areas on the board together and there's special areas throughout each of the four different mats that make up the player board. Or maybe they are going to count each individual grouping of settlements as something. Furthermore, there's a little bit more depth to it when you add that each of the four quadrants that make up your player board are reversible, first off, you can rotate them around. Second is that each of them present a special power, something unique that will only be present if that mat is in the game. And if you build next to that special power, it gives you a little way to break the game. Maybe it adds an extra settlement on whatever your resource card type is every turn. Or maybe it allows you to pick up existing settlements and move them onto water adjacent if possible. 
there are many different powers there are many different scoring condition cards and this game is one of the most versatile games right out of the box that i've ever played no two games are alike and it's something that i've found that even beginning gamers as well as real veteran gamers still get a lot of enjoyment out of i really like kingdom builder the last game I'm going to recommend is a game for those of us who played Catan and said, I like this, but I want more. I want more strategic out of my game. I want more depth. And that is where Concordia comes into play. Concordia is one of the best games about trading in the Mediterranean that you're going to find. If you want to take settlements and put them on the board in order to get resources, in order to build more settlements, in order to get more resources, then this is a game for you. And it is somehow feeling like Catan while being actually completely different. What is so compelling about this game is that you get to have a hand of cards where each card is going to dictate what you do on your turn you say i am resolving this card this turn it goes in my discard pile and i do whatever it says maybe it allows you to make some transactions to get some additional resources or sell some of your resources maybe it lets you move around the board and build some extra settlements Maybe it allows you to purchase new cards that get to be added to your hand that you can use as different actions every turn. Or maybe it's the card that allows you to pick up all the cards in your discard pile, allowing you to play them all again. You will be making meaningful decision after meaningful decision every turn, but it's never so complicated or nebulous that you won't know what to do next. It always feels like there's a handful of good decisions available to you, and you'll want to take them all. Unfortunately, you can't, and that's what makes a good game, is one that you feel like you you know what some of the viable options are available to you, you know what the repercussions are going to be, and you make cool decisions that you can see the long-term effects of as you play the game. I really love this game. One other really cool thing about it, because I'm, I can gush about these things, it's my video, so I can do that is that the cards that you buy and the cards that you start the game with each are multipliers for a different point scoring condition at the end of the game. It's not like Kingdom Builder, which I mentioned earlier, where you have uh, a, a series of these set out at the start of the game and everyone scores points based off of them. No, these are your personal point scores. So they might say like this card gives you points for every region you occupy at the end of the game. Well, if you've occupied 10 regions, you're going to want to buy lots of those cards. Not only does the ability give you more options, but you're going to get lots of points out of that. Maybe this is sounding like it's a little bit out of your league. And you know what? If you like Tan and you feel like you have a good grasp on it, I see no reason why you shouldn't at least consider moving into a slightly heavier game and giving it a shot. And that is Concordia. I believe in you. So what do you think of my recommendations? Do you have some games of your own that you think people should explore into once they are beyond Catan? The next steps that they should boldly take as they make on their board gaming journey. Do you completely disagree with me? I want to hear your argument. Let me know in the comments below. Now you can find all kinds of other stuff by the Cardboard Herald, by me, by other associates that we have doing stuff at www.cardboardherald.com. 
be sure to do all the social media stuff like subscribe find us on twitter at cardboard herald i've been jack for the cardboard herald and you keep on gaming that was rough i've learned a lot about uh, being present on camera and about doing videos and just all kinds of things since recording that. I didn't realize how rough it was when I first started on my video editing journey as a, a video reviewer. I still like doing written reviews, but uh, this was uh, something that I wanted to move into. Not only was it a new avenue uh, for the Cardboard Herald, and not only was it something that I saw that clearly the the thing that gets the most attention is video work but also i don't know a big part of me doing the cardboard herald is is obtaining new skills that was the first reason why i did this is i i felt like i wasn't doing anything creative anymore i wasn't playing music as much i wasn't painting or drawing as much and so i thought well i play a lot of board games what if i started writing reviews and that was the genesis of the cardboard herald all these podcasts and all that kind of stuff i i like learning and developing technique and doing stuff and video was just the the next step i had done a lot of audio work in the past but i'd never done video i was like you know what i'm doing it i'm figuring it out and i had recorded a couple videos before this but uh, not good not good <laughs> just saying that um now as far as content i uh, i i knew i wanted to start with a, a relatable subject Three great games beyond Catan. How many people have played Settlers of Catan or Catan, if you want to be the person calling it Catan, um, and and wanted to know what what is a good step beyond that? I know certainly that for my own household, we were obsessed with Catan when we first started playing it because I had played CCGs and TCGs and dice games and all that kind of stuff before. But this was the first thing that gripped my wife, and it, it was a whole new way of playing games for me. And so we played the crap out of it. But because us and our friends were getting into it at the same time, we didn't necessarily know what games to move on from there. So it was just kind of hearing about some games. We didn't even know what Board Game Geek was at the time. Um, and my hope was that this could get in the hands of some people. Also... I know that a lot of nerds like myself like watching stuff that's not necessarily relevant to their situation, but uh, seeing if they agree or disagree. So I figured that a bunch of people would watch this uh, video not needing to know what's beyond Katam, but seeing if it would match their own prescripted games that would go beyond it. And I think that's a lot of board game media right now is this kind of uh, peacocking, putting up your tail feathers and going like the games that I know about and would recommend are different than the games you anyway, you get what I'm talking about. But the the selections, I knew that for this format, uh, for the cardboard cutouts, I wanted to have three games that are all different styles of games that are visually distinct games uh, and that they would be games from different companies. I didn't want to create something where I was just recommending three games all by Z-Man games or something. And 
I, I think that that played into my selection here. You know, Pandemic was a co-op game. Kingdom Builder was a really basic entry-level Euro-style game. And then um, Concordia is just the this beautifully elegant but robust strategy Euro game. Uh, and I think all of them are appropriate steps, but maybe to different levels and, and branching into different types of gaming. Um, granted, maybe I could have done something a little bit more uh, diverse uh, as far as getting some American style gaming, but, you know, Catan is a Euro game. So it, it felt like the evolution would be to something like Kingdom Builder or Concordia. And of course, I know that for me, when I first heard of pandemic and cooperative gaming, it just freaking blew my mind. Uh, and that that was a, a good next step or just an entry level game for for anyone uh, who's just getting into this hobby. I remember that when I was recording this, that the video elements actually came along a lot faster than I expected, that they... They filmed uh, really easy, and I wasn't over-editing myself. You know, I'm one of those hypercritical people. It may not sound like I have perfect takes here, uh, but there are certainly far worse takes. Um, and especially on the video side of things, and especially in writing reviews, uh, where I'm just writing something or recording something and deleting it and deleting it, not satisfied with it. That wasn't good enough. I'm deleting it. Uh, and... This initial one showed a lot of promise that, oh, doing video will be easy. I just record it and I'm done. And then I started feeling things like, oh, I'm, I'm bored of recording all in the same place or in the same position or uh, with the same cadence or not having the, the right delivery. And I started going um, pretty, pretty deep in uh, filmmaker mode of just doing take after take and figuring out uh, what the the best angle is and and how best to deliver a line and I think that's made for some really quality videos like if you want to see the evolution of this after listening to the recording that I just did go and check out our video for catacombs and castles and I think that'll be a really good example of how the video work has evolved over time, and I think I've gotten a lot more sophisticated with it, mainly because I really enjoy it. Um, if you're thinking about doing any of this yourself, uh, I'm just using iMovie, and I hear that there's some uh, programs out there that are more sophisticated than iMovie uh, that Apple makes. Uh, I've thought about doing uh, something like that, or maybe branching into something that's not uh, a first-party software, um, because my the Cardboard Herald Command Center, for those of you that don't know, is uh, existent in a MacBook Air. That's everything that I do is driven by this MacBook Air with a portable hard drive that's almost full at this point because I've done so much raw stuff, um, and for the most part, this Blue Yeti microphone. And uh, at this point... Uh, during the shooting of this video, I was using the built-in uh, camera, which only shoots in 720, and I ended up switching to my iPhone, which shoots in 1080p, much higher resolution, and that's something that I've eventually uh, worked out. And in a few short months, I think my videos are looking a lot better. Uh, 
Now, uh, the games themselves, because I, I never want to distance myself from games too much, right? You know, I, I do want to just talk about how I feel about these games. You know, was I just coming up with BS answers or are these games that I actually like? So let's go through the list. Pandemic. I really like Pandemic. I no longer have a copy of Pandemic. I just gave it away. You know, uh, the watercolor illustration of the cardboard Harold logo of Harold the Goblin. If you didn't know, he's called Harold the Goblin. Um, that illustration was done by a friend of mine here in Juneau, uh, Hollis Mason, and I gave her my copy of Pandemic because she was looking for great two to four player games that she could play. And I was like, I know the perfect game for you. I have a copy of it. And while I really like it, I just do not play it anymore. And I gave her my copy of Pandemic. The reason being is that when I play Pandemic, I play Pandemic Legacy at this point, and that meets my need. I don't need to play basic Pandemic anymore. Not that I'd say no to someone else wanting to play it. It's still a fine game, but I just have so many games on my shelf. That's not one that I feel particularly precious about, and there are just other games that I'd rather play. And I already get my Pandemic fill with endless amounts of Pandemic Legacy. Now, Kingdom Builder, on the other hand, I will throw down with Kingdom Builder any day of the week. Uh, by far, it is among the three games listed here, the one that I've played the most and the one that I look forward to continuing to play the most. Uh, it's so easy to fit in. I, I love it. I adore Kingdom Builder. I will keep it in my collection. I have the big box Kingdom Builder. Uh, and also to Holly, I gave my my old Kingdom Builder set uh, with some of the German cards uh, in it because I got my copy in Germany while visiting my little brother. And so I had two copies because I ended up through the Kickstarter getting... It, it was just a confusing mess. All I can say is Queen Games Kickstarters are terrible and that company doesn't know anything about running Kickstarters. And while I benefited from it in getting a big box uh, that I didn't necessarily order along with many other backers, um, I would hesitate to recommend to anyone that is backing a Queen's game game uh, to, to actually invest your money in that. Uh, it was kind of a crazy situation, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, gave a copy to Holly because I was like, now this game, this is a game that I love playing and I think that you should check it out too. The last one is Concordia. I love Concordia. In the last three years, it has been one of the games that I am consistently most satisfied with. The only reason why I don't play it as much as Kingdom Builder is because Kingdom Builder, I can knock out a game in 45 minutes. If I have two hours to play, my wife and I can probably fit in two to three games of Kingdom Builder, and that's a lot of really good gaming, whereas Concordia is going to be taking up our evening. Two hours, hour and a half to two hours, somewhere in there. If it's only two players, you could probably play it faster than that, but the the flexibility of Kingdom Builder gives it a leg up, whereas Concordia is just such a beautifully realized perfection of the German-style game. Like, if someone was asking me, what's a German-style game? Not a Euro game, what's a German-style game? I would probably point them to 
Concordia. Like, not that it's necessarily tied to that region, but because the, it, it has this beautiful elegance to it that just makes it one of the best designed traditional Euro games around that still feels very modern and, and enjoyable and engaging. How good are those in the expansion? The expansion's so good. A little questionable artwork on the original box art for the expansion, but I'm glad to see that they changed that. Anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on the game and the making of it. Um, I've rambled on far too long here, but hey, that's why you come to the Cardboard Herald. It's like hanging out with me. You are hanging out with me, and that's part of why I do this is because I get to hang out with you. And at each convention I've gone to, I've met someone who just loves hanging out with me over the podcast and then we get to hang out at the convention too and it's a great time so i hope you enjoyed this if you absolutely hate it let me know if you loved it or if it just worked out okay just like any other episode let me know too i know there's a lot of listeners out there uh i look at the metrics so if you got opinions uh then let me know otherwise i'll just keep on rambling and experimenting on and doing my thing and hoping this grows so thank you so much for listening to the cardboard herald as always, the Cardboard Herald is a completely free service focused on spotlighting games, gamers, and game creators. You can find all of our podcasts, including the Cardboard Herald and TCBH reviews, on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website. For more recommendations and reviews, you can also head over to our YouTube channel. We do not pay to advertise the show, so please continue spreading the word, following, liking, rating, and doing all the social media things. It truly does help us out a ton. If you'd like to drop us a line and maybe have your listener mail read on air, find us on Twitter, at Cardboard herald or send us an email to cardboardherald at gmail.com or click the contact link on our page once again thank you for listening i've been jack for the cardboard herald and you keep on gaming